0: back.
2: right now till 2 a.m. This is a short one, but that's fine. KM to 2 a.m. Probably the quickest late night Monday after football, after Nets basketball. Not even a two-hour show. I might get like a total of 98 minutes max to speak out here less than that. There's going to be some spots. There's going to be some commercial breaks, and that's fine. I'm on later at 7 p.m., a 5-hour K.M. to A.M. Tuesday, which it's already Tuesday. Good morning. And then I'm on again Wednesday for 5 hours, 7 to 12. So this will just be a little preview of what we're going to be talking about then. Thanks for joining me. Uh, If you're, I don't know, if you're just tuning in now, I I did just tweet it out, but I figure most people listening – We're just listening to Westwood One's coverage of Monday Night Football. So let's start with football. Let's start there. Kyler Murray goes down right away. And uh, Bill Belichick and his Patriots find a way to win. Of course, they're not going to lose to Colt McCoy. Bill Belichick defense, they're going to find a way for the defense to score. They're going to do enough on offense to secure the victory. And why does that matter for us here in New York? If you're a Jets fan, you know why that matters. If you're a Jets fan, listen to what I'm going to tell you in this quick open. I don't know how long I have for this quick open, but Jets and Giants fans, listen to me closely. So the Patriots get another win, and they're currently 7-6. and six. The Jets are also 7-6. and six. The the Patriots own the tiebreaker over the Jets. The Jets are cooked. And I know that they're not out of it, but my message tonight is not a positive one. Usually I'm optimistic. Usually I've got a ton of positive energy, but it clicked after this weekend. Honestly, it clicked two or three weeks ago, but after this weekend, that was it for me as far as believing in the New York team. So we can start with the Jets. This season, the Jets were all about finding out if Zach Wilson was the guy. They found out that he wasn't. And honestly, when he went down in the preseason, I think that should have opened the door for, you know, Mike White versus Joe Flacco. I think they should have been trying to find out if Mike White was the guy early on versus Joe Flacco. Whatever, Flacco was able to get a win. And uh, fast forward, you know, Zach comes in. He gets a couple wins, but... The heartbreaking losses to the Patriots are the ones that stand out. He was able to actually beat the Bills. And then this past weekend, you see Mike White, who, yeah, Mike White is a soldier. He's a tough guy. Everyone in the locker room loves him. Do you you hear how these guys talk about, okay, all of that is fine and well. That's great. We're talking about winning football games, and we're talking about the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. I hope that... People just get real and realize that both New York teams are cooked. The Jets, even if they do make the playoffs, why would you want to see them in the playoffs? It's better for them to get there next year. The Jets, this year, their defense was ahead of schedule. The Jets this year, great. Their defense is ahead of schedule. They were able to win more games than people expected. I think Vegas had them at five, maybe five and a half. Seven wins. They'll they'll get another win. But this is not a Jets team that you want to see get into the playoffs. For what? To be one and done? Or for Mike White to lead the team to the playoffs and then Jets fans think, this is our franchise quarterback. We need this kid for the next decade. No, you don't. No, you don't. Garrett Wilson needs a good quarterback for the next decade that can get him the ball consistently consistently. I think they can do better than Mike White. He's a good story for now. Why? Because he's better than Zach Wilson. And he's better than Joe Flacco. And he showed you he's tough. He gutted it out. It was rough to watch. Guys coming in unblocked, teeing off on him. And that leads me to my next point. This offensive line. Elijah Veritucco will be back next year. It's better for this team to miss the playoffs. And have him back next year. He was by far the best offensive lineman on that team Dwayne Brown Dwayne Brown is most likely going to retire good get him up out of here the focus has got to be on next year and I know you you know the Jets can't say that right Robert Sala says yeah I, I got a feeling we're going to see these guys again okay do you want to see the Bills for a third time and come back to Orchard Park and lose when it's even colder and windier, <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to Jim Jim Rome. Jim Rome is on CBS radio. Today I was listening to Jim Rome, and he had the clip of Zach Wilson saying, yeah, you know, it's, it's windy as hell out there, guys. And he kept playing it over and over again, comparing Zach Wilson to Mike White. Mike White is going out there in the cold, wind, worse elements than Zach Wilson had to deal with, and he's getting his ribs hit up. And he can barely breathe, stand. He's coming back into the game multiple times. He didn't make one complaint about the weather, the elements getting hit, whatever. He just wanted to play. But Zach Wilson, come on, guys. You know, it's windy as hell out there. That I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> the Jets should be looking to next year also because Brees Hall will be back. Why do you want to go to the playoffs this year without Brees Hall? That running attack is not it. The passing attack, it's it's all right because you got some guys, but you don't have the offensive line. Next year, you got to see Bam Knight. Bam Knight, shout out to Bam Knight. Bam Knight and Sauce Gardner were at the Rangers game tonight. I also saw Harrison Bader was there. That's why they beat my Devils. No. They beat my Devils because the Rangers stood up tonight. And you know the phrase, uh, standing on his head. Igor stood on his head. And the Rangers have four wins in a row, snapping the Devils' 11 wins in a row. Devils are cooling off a little bit. I think that's back-to-back losses, whatever. Uh, They went up 3-1 and then gave it all away, and the Rangers win in overtime, so congrats, New York Rangers fans. Back to New York Jets fans. Next year, bros, it's all about next year. If you fall out of it this year, year, don't be so sad. The team is going to be better next year with another draft. And with some moves to make, and with the chance for you to get an actual quarterback, this is a year that you were expected to win five, maybe six games you overachieved. You had a great year as far as you being able to go to games and see wins, big wins, going to MetLife and seeing the Jets beat the Bills, awesome. Knocking off Josh Allen, awesome. But this is not their year, right? BT went to Lambeau, saw the Jets beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Awesome. If you went to that Dolphins game, they beat the Dolphins 40 nothing. They went to the Steelers country. Heinz Field beat them. Broncos country beat them. But you know what? That was a couple months ago now. That was October. And as it currently stands, they've lost back-to-back games here that were close games, that they were in, that they should have won, but they're not a playoff team this year. And if they sneak in, they're one and done no matter who they face. And coming up are some big tests that they're not guaranteed to pass. They have to face the Lions, and the Lions are hotter than the sun. The Lions, the hard-knock Lions, Dan Campbell's gritty Detroit Lions, we'll talk about them. They already came to MetLife, punched the Giants in the face. That's who the Jets have to face coming up. On Sunday, and I think they lose that game. Now, speaking on the Lions is a good way to segue into the Giants. I'm sorry, guys. I'm usually a positive energy person, but you know what? I root for the Dallas Cowboys. I know a fraud when I see one. All season, I've been telling you the Cowboys are fraudulent. They're not for real. Don't believe the hype. When they lost to the Packers, I told you, see? They're frauds. And last weekend, not even, two days ago now, Sunday, you saw them against the Texans in a game that they were favored to win by 17 and a half, struggle the whole game, take a 98-yard drive to win it. They're frauds. The Giants are now entering that fraud category. In the beginning of the year was good vibes and great feelings around the Giants because it's year one of a new head coach, year one of a new GM, complete rebuild. The cap hits, you got to get... From out of this Dave Gettleman era, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? They steal the first game from the Titans. They steal the next game from the Panthers. They beat the Bears. They beat the Packers in London. Wait a second, folks. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens come to MetLife and get beat. Then the Giants faithful go down to Duval, and they beat the Jags. Coach of the year. Brian Dable, coach of the year. But then... They went out there and faced the 12th man. They lost to the Seahawks. Everyone blamed Richie James for that loss. Then they beat the Texans at home, but not that convincingly. And the Giants had been stealing games against better opponents to win them, right? That was their whole MO. Stay in the game and then late in the game. Don't make mistakes. Steal the game. But then they start making mistakes. That Texans game... Honestly, could have been a little bit closer than than the score was, but they won that one 24-16. Since then, they haven't won a game. They are no longer the team that you saw in the beginning of the season that gave you hope, but at least you got to enjoy it. The Lions whooped them. The Cowboys beat them on Thanksgiving, and it should have been worse, but the Cowboys are frauds. The Commanders... They had the commanders at home, the team that's literally going to take their spot in the playoffs. And they managed to tie a draw? World Cup style. They they didn't they didn't get a win. And then they got absolutely smacked by the Eagles. It's been a long time now. It's been over a month now, exactly a month now, since the Giants won their last game, and it wasn't wasn't that convincing. And when you look at this team, they should be thinking about next year. Saquon Barkley, he's cooked. He's done this year. Why? It's been a long year. I'm speaking of that Texans game exactly a month ago. He had 35 carries. Yeah, he went off in that game, but he hasn't had half as many carries since, and he hasn't had close to as good of a game. Now, he's had some other games. I'm looking at him. He's on my fantasy team. He had 23 points there, but then against Detroit, he had five. Against Washington or against Dallas, he had 15 Against Washington, he had 19. Against Philly, he had six. Nine carries this past week for 28 yards. Because against a team like Philadelphia, with big boys on the D-line, with good linebackers, they can just stack all those guys, seven, eight guys in the box. The only threat on the New York football giants is Saquon Barkley. You stop him, you can stop the Giants. Nobody's afraid of Isaiah Hodgins. Nobody's afraid of Darius Slayton. And if Daniel Jones beats teams with his legs, they're willing to let that happen too. But that hasn't necessarily been happening lately. So there's going to be some tough decisions to make, right? Earlier in the season, everyone was saying they got to pay Saquon. They got to pay Saquon. They got to keep Saquon. Now late in the season, it's like, ah, has he run out of gas? You hear about the neck injury. Uh, it's it's not even that. It's it's that there's no other weapons, There's no other home run hitters, and they're not letting him. They're not pitching to him. They're not letting him hit home runs. Think about next year. I think Saquon's side and the Giants' side come together, and they offer him a contract that's fair but not ridiculous, and I think Saquon takes it because he wants to be a Giant. He wants to stay here. If they do right by him, he'll stay. And I think doing right by him is not $15, $16 million a year for a running back, which in this league – You see what the running back situation's like. Look at Dallas. They're a bunch of frauds. They paid Ezekiel Elliott $15 million a year. And Tony Pollard's the better back. He'll he'll be a free agent next year. Hope the Dallas Cowboys re-sign him. But back to Saquon. Saquon, I think, will come in around 12, 13, and that'll be fair. But next year, right, when you're looking at this offensive line, it took Andrew Thomas time to become Andrew Thomas. Evan Neal missed time because he was hurt. Next year, he'll be a better version of himself. Speaking of weapons and there not being many options in the passing game that scare people, Wandale Robinson will be back next year. Eyes are on next year. Xavier McKinney, I mean, I don't know why you would rush him back this year. With you know, When he got hurt in the bye week, I said, this is a sign of bad things. You, you don't have a game, but you find a way to lose. You lose a captain and your starting safety because he's young, made a mistake, blah, 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 whatever. Next year, he'll be back. He'll be fine, and he'll have a chip on his shoulder to come back and be better. And here you go. Sunday night. Who do they face? It'll be the only game on for the world to see. Live from FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, where toilet water spills on fans, where Jalen Hurts was almost crushed by fans spilling onto the field, From a broken barrier, one of the worst stadiums in the NFL, owned by the worst owner in the NFL. Yeah, that place. That's where they'll be Sunday night, the only NFL game on, with a ton of history between the Giants and the Washington Deadskins, Redskins, Washington football teams, Commodores, Commanders, the Washington Commanders. They're going to lose that game because I trust Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dodson, Chase Young. Guys like that that are primetime players to show up. Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, whoever it is. Those guys will show up when the lights are bright at home. They chilled last week. They were on a bye week. And what did they do the week before that bye week? They tied the Giants. So they're going to watch that film, already watched it 100 times. Then they're going to rest and take the week off. Hopefully not lose a safety to an ATV accident. AVT, ATV. Elijah Vera Tucker, ATV, AVT. And they're not going to lose to the Giants. With the playoffs on the line, with Ron Rivera, with this team being sold, they're, they're not going to lose. They're going to find a way to beat the Giants. And that's where we're at, folks. It's on to next year. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm not. I listen to WFAN, and I, I felt like maybe because I'm not a fan of the Jets or Giants, I see it differently. But we, we can't keep dragging this along up here. We can't keep acting like these are teams that we think are going to make the playoffs or that we want to see in the playoffs. If you're an NFL fan, I don't want to see the Jets or the Giants in the playoffs. I don't want to see either one of those quarterbacks in the playoffs. I want to see the better quarterbacks in the playoffs. They're cooked. And it's okay. It, it It is what it is. And you may disagree, and I hope you disagree because we've got About an hour and a half for you to call me up and tell me where I'm wrong. But it's over. And that's okay. Because nobody expected the seasons we've gotten here in New York out of the Jets and the Giants. And it doesn't mean that they have to be playoff-bound seasons to be successful seasons. They're already successful seasons. There's pro bowlers on both sides. But I don't want to see either team in in the playoffs. And looking at their remaining schedules, it's a hard road for them to win out and get there. They're not going to run the table. They're going to lose. And so just get in front of it if you're a fan and understand that, hey, it was a good run. At least I got to enjoy some Sundays. Hey, at least I got to December and we were still playing meaningful football. Percentage-wise, the numbers say there's still a chance, but tonight I'm telling you they're cooked, they're done. You don't want to see the Giants or the Jets in the playoffs one and done. They might not make it there, and I don't think they are. If I had to bet on it, I'm betting against them making it there. I think they're going to lose out. Uh, The Jets may win. A game or two here. But I just look at the schedule and I'm like, uh, they probably lose to the Lions. They could lose to the Jaguars. They could lose to the Seahawks. They could lose to the Dolphins. Same thing with the Giants. They very well could lose to the Commanders, Vikings, maybe even the Colts. And then the Eagles, depending on what the Eagles do that last game. And that's okay. That's okay. If they miss the, the postseason, the playoffs this year, then all eyes on next year. If they make the proper moves in the offseason with the draft, with free agents, then they're in good shape for 2023. And you got to be thinking all eyes on the playoffs for both teams. Now, other than that, I mentioned a little bit, uh, Devils, Rangers, if you guys want to call in, talk about that. The Nets get another win. They get everybody back. And, man, uh, if you're a Nets fan, you're starting to dream. If you're a Nets fan, you're starting to dream of this team staying healthy and competing and making a couple trades. They've got depth now. They make a couple moves to add a couple pieces here and there. And they're a contender in the East. Mets fans, how you feeling? Steve Cohen, a.k.a. Moneybag Co., the best owner in sports. Back-to-back Merry Christmases for the Mets fans. What a haul. Got three pitchers that probably should be on three different teams. Verlander, Quintana, and Senga, man. I don't think anybody had on their bingo card all three of those guys being Mets, and here we are. Yeah, I know Mets fans. Like, Zoo was just in here, and I had a conversation with Zoo. He said, ah, we need more. Of course you need more. You need more, but... So far, so good. On the other side, Yankees fans are waiting, waiting. Aaron Judge was cool. What next? I myself am practicing patience. I know to be patient because this is going to take another three months. But come on, do something else. Tommy Canley's not cutting it. You got to go and claim someone. And Rodon is taking a while now, so I think they're out on Rodon, right? The Yankees are in the front of the line. They should be able to get Rodon. I heard rumors of Carlos Correa, Fernando Tatis, Max Kepler. Max Kepler's probably the only realistic rumor out there. But we'll talk about it. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful
1: enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event.
2: Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
1: Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
2: Here I go, here I go, here I go again. That's not a freestyle. That's just me coming back from break. Keith McPherson on the fan. Hello. How's it going? I guess I said enough things in my open to get people to call in. Uh, Here's a quick refresh. I don't believe in the Jets. I don't believe in the Giants. And it's not because I, I don't, like, I'm not hating on them. It's not because I think that they're bad teams. It's not because I don't think, like, they had good years. They had good years. I just think we've hit the end of the road. And that's okay. Like it's just time on the radio for WFAN and any other radio hosts that talk about the Jets and talk about the Giants to be real. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> like we nobody had them penciled in the playoffs in August, in July, in June. And they damn sure didn't have them penciled in the playoffs this time last year. So let's just be real, right? Please go to NFL.com, click on standings, and then under standings, click on playoff picture. As it currently stands, the Jets are on the bubble. They're not in anymore. And if you watch the last two NFL games, the primetime games, the Chargers won last night. That hurts the Jets. That goes against the Jets. The the Chargers are 7-6 right with them. And then the Patriots now are effectively in their spot at 7-6 because they own the tiebreaker after beating them twice behind Zach Wilson not being able to do anything with Bill Belichick's defense. So in the AFC, it's the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Titans, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and Patriots as it stands today, subject to change some. And then in the NFC, it's the Eagles who have clinched. The Vikings, the 49ers, the Buccaneers, ill. The Cowboys is a wild card. The Washington football team as a wild card. The Giants still in there as the seventh wild card. But the Seattle Seahawks are 7-6 and six on their heels. That one in the Giants uh, record, that tie puts them in there, right? The tie doesn't hurt you as much as a loss. But what wait. Wait a little bit, folks. The Lions are on the bubble at nine. They're six and seven. And um, (laughs) they're playing their best football of the year. Jared Goff is playing the best football of his career. There's a rhyme. They have won one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row. They can score. And when I say score... Putting up 30 points, that's what they expect to put up. Oh, they haven't won that many in a row. They lost to the Bills. They won back-to-back games. They beat the Vikings 34-23 Sunday. They beat the Jags 40-14. And the Jags are looking like an all right team. They lost to the Bills 28-25, close one. They beat the Giants 31-18. They beat the Bears. They beat the Packers. And coming up, they face the Jets. I think they beat the Jets. They face the Panthers. I also think they beat the Panthers. Then they face the Bears and the Packers. They have to win out. If they win out, they're 10-7. and 7. And even if they lose a game at 9-7, and 7, I, I, I think that they're going to push their way in. It's a great story for uh, this year's Hard Knocks team. Dan Campbell. Uh, I was just saying to, to Zoo, all of a sudden they've got a bunch of receivers. Amon Ra St. Brown. Right, we're we're coming uh, we're coming in uh, looking at this team like who's who's the best receiver like you know after Megatron after Stafford's gone well, who do they have now they have Amon Ross St. Brown their number one pick Jamison Williams just caught his first pass for a touchdown they'll get him going but they've also got Josh Reynolds who bounced around a little bit but he's been a solid NFL receiver DJ Chark who was with the Jags he's been solid from like all of a sudden. The Detroit Lions have some weapons. The Giants have no weapons. And they have a quarterback who was a number one overall pick who's playing his best football. So I'm looking at the Lions like they're going to be a contender. Oh, they also have Khalif Raymond. And then in their backfield, they have Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams is like one of the top scoring running backs in the NFL if not the leading scorer. And DeAndre Swift is a change-of-pace home run hitter. The Lions, their defense was suspect, but they're starting to come along. I think I had an, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, I think it was the week that I did Thursday Night Live and the Giants were playing the Lions, and I said, take a look at their drafts over the last couple years. Their draft picks are starting to hit. They've been drafting in the top 10, 5, 5. For years, and they're hitting on those picks. Aiden Hutchinson is a beast. Legit. Jeff Okuda made some mistakes in the game last week, but he's a legit number one corner. Penae Sewell might be the best in the league. Su had a great catch to win that game. I loved at the end. He took a swipe at the DB who tried to tackle him. I'm just letting y'all know. The Lions play the Giants, or the Lions play the Jets this weekend. They're going to beat the Jets. And then they're going to keep climbing and most likely Be in the playoffs. And I look at the wild cards being the Cowboys, the Washington Commanders, and the um, Detroit Lions. And I think the Seahawks are going to fall out of it. And I think the Giants are going to fall out of it. I think the last time I looked at the Seahawks' road, they have a tough road, and they just lost to the Panthers. Dummies. So they just lost to the Panthers. (laughs) Now they've got to go face the 49ers, L. The Chiefs, L. Jets, L toss-up. I don't know. They'll be at home for that game. Not sure. Geno Smith may want some type of revenge. Who knows if he gets it against that defense. And then they gotta go play the last game of the season against the Baker Mayfield-led Rams who who knows what they're gonna be. I think the Seahawks fall out of it. And if I had to make a call today, the NFC uh, stays where it is as far as the Vikings, or the Eagles, the Vikings, the 49ers and Buccaneers winning their divisions and then the wild cards are looking like the Dallas Cowboys the Washington Commanders, and then uh, the story of the year, NFL Hard Knocks, the Detroit Lions getting that last wild card spot. I think it could happen. And on the other side, I know the Jets are still in it, but it's a tough road for them. I think they're going to lose more games, and the conversation can't be about, like, why isn't Zach Wilson dressed. Like, come on now. Let's go to the phones. Let's see what you guys want to talk about. Oh, they're not – cooked. these are mostly people disagreeing, so this should be fun. Ross in Bergen County, you're first up.
3: Hey Keith, what's going on, man?
2: You know, just got a quick show here, and I figured I'd get right to it and let people know. Hey, we're going into Week 15. Neither one of these teams are going to the playoffs, but it's been a good year.
3: Yeah, well, I know. I put the Jets as my topic, but real quick, wanted to shout out my uh, Rangers. Great uh, against your Devils. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know how we came back tonight. I gotta be honest, but you know, they look like a different games-
2: team. You know I talk about the Devils being fast and playing fast and being able to score fast. That was the Rangers tonight.
3: Yeah, well, they're, they're, that's a four-game winning streak for them now. You know, their last three wins before tonight, they were kind of took advantage of some uh, injury-riddled teams. You know, Colorado's basically their entire farm system playing the whole team. So, you know, tonight I think was a statement when you t- you just ended what Jersey's a uh, double-digit long
2: eleven-game road, so, road win streak yeah, snapped.
3: Statement win, definitely without a doubt. But I want to call back the Jets. You know, I uh, you're definitely right. You know, going into the year, nobody would have uh, – some people could have said it, but the majority would have said wouldn't have had the Giants or Jets even being close to the playoff uh, contention, let alone being in the playoffs. You know, looking at the Jets and Patriots' schedules, I mean, they're both kind of uh, – I'd say they're both kind of toss-ups either way. I, I can't tell you for sure whether or not I think the Jets make it, but one thing I want wanted uh, – uh, you touched on was uh, Mike White, you know, the whole storyline is, is he the guy going forward? He's definitely the guy for the rest of the year. And I think Zach Wilson's a lost cause at this point. They already gave him a boot. But you look at the Jets, uh, seven and six, four of their uh, their six losses were uh, one possession. And two of those being those Patriot games that were just complete Zach Wilson debacles on the offensive side of the ball. You got Minnesota and Buffalo, too. And the other two were washes in the first three weeks, uh, three weeks of the year. You know, I can't tell you, like I said, I can't tell you for sure if I think they're going to make it or not. I think it's a toss-up between them or the Patriots for that last spot. but I don't know. Who's to say Mike White can't be the future of the team? You brought up uh, Washington before with Taylor Heineke. He was a late bloomer that nobody saw coming. He wandered around from practice squad to practice squad, and he just uh, he just made Washington relevant again. In what, he's seven weeks, he's 5-1-1? One, one? I mean, they were a disaster with Carson Wentz under center. and He's he not the
2: long-term option great. for them over there if they're serious either, but a good story for the last two years, certainly, yes.
3: Yeah, I got you. I mean, I know they're not winning because of them. They're probably winning despite them. But, I mean, you look at how they got things turned around, you know, their defense is probably a big contributor in that too. And they're probably, you know, you brought it up, they're probably more of a, not so much a lot, but I think a lot more people are convinced they'd make it over the Giants this year, So, and but large partly due to their uh, defense. You know, the big storyline this year with the Jets is their defense. You know, Sauce, obviously, DJ Reed, D-line's been pretty solid. So, you know, as long as Mike White... Stays on his A game. You look at the games against Detroit, like you said, they're on fire lately. But you know, they're a toss-up. Jacksonville could go either way. You know, Seattle looks kind of uh, Seattle's kind of coming back down to earth with Gino, another
2: underdog story. But I think that's kind of I a, know. But Ross, too much different. of this depends on other teams failing or other teams not getting it done. And I'm telling you, the Jets do not have enough to get it done. Mike White has given a valiant effort. Mike White showed us how tough he is, how likable he is. He can make some throws. He's made some great throws, but it's not enough. And you talked about the small margin of error and, you know, a couple possessions, and that's the NFL. That's why when you watch Red Zone, it's the witching hour. Because in the witching hour, losses become wins and wins become losses, and all it takes is a Michael Carter fumble or all it takes is a Joe Flacco fumble or a penalty, a roughing the passer, a late hit, or a no-call penalty? like That is the whole flip of each NFL game and the Jets aren't a good enough team to overcome some some of those things and that's okay. They're ahead of schedule and that's why my message tonight is it's about 2023. This was a good right. ride and a good run for 2022 but these teams aren't playoff teams. I don't want to see them in the playoffs and I think fans can get over it now and it, it'll soften the blow. Hey, they're not playoff teams and that's okay but they had good years.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, there's no denying they both got bright futures ahead of them. I don't think either one of them even if they did make the playoffs, I'd say, I don't think anyone's seeing them raise the Lombardi anytime soon. But they're not know, winning a game. They're both game. going up. <laughs> like,
2: they're they're going up, playoffs, they get in and, the playoffs, and with this extra playoff team, right, they're, they're going to be one and done. They're going to lose in that first round, and it's not even going to be close. You just watch the Eagles, what the Eagles did to the Giants. Pfft. I mean, at least the Jets are competitive and they're in these games. The Giants are all the way done.
3: Yeah, the Giants are a mess. You know, them not adding a receiver at the deadline, I mean, whether it be Claypool, Cooks. I mean, you got Jones throwing to a bunch of nobodies. I mean, Slate and solid, but for a, for a number one, I mean, geez.
2: No, they got nothing. He's probably so had three on any other good team. It's okay. It's been a good year, but that's it. Thanks for the call, Ross. Let's keep it moving. Jared is in Staten Island, or on Staten Island, have you? Uh, what's up, Jared?
4: Yeah, what's going on, Keith? I, I want to talk about uh, uh two things real quick. Mm-hmm. One is... We're talking about frauds, right? Or we're talking about teams that just don't have it. You talked about Giants, Jets. What
2: about you, Cowboys? Oh, I may, I, I name named them first. It. I think that's why I am the 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 person to deliver this message. I know a fraudulent team when I see them. I've been telling you all season the Cowboys are frauds. Even when they uh you know they won those games behind Cooper Rush, I'm like, don't don't believe it. Look at Dak; he throws two picks a game. They're frauds. I said they're gonna be one and done. They most likely run it back with the Niners, right? And, like, you know, or even with the, if they play Tom Brady in the Bucks or wherever they land, I just see them losing in that first round. They're not that good.
4: Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I also agree. I think Tony Pollard is – one of the biggest studs in the NFL right now, and he is being so underutilized at times. And yeah, gotta just, gotta give uh, Zeke
2: the ball. Gotta feed Zeke, right? Zeke who? Jerry Jones made Zeke who T-shirts, <laughs> paid him ninety million dollars. This guy is a half step slower than Pollard, maybe two steps slower, not a half step. And they keep giving him the ball. Give Tony Pollard the ball. He's explosive. Zeke, they they just have to give him the ball because they paid him, and it's like, okay, I guess, let let him get, you know, he's been better. Ezekiel has been better since he's come back from the injury, but it's so obvious that Tony Pollard's a better back, and he's going to hit free agency and sign with a team that's going to pay him to be the main weapon, and I don't know if the Cowboys are going to pay him to be the main weapon. They might have to franchise tag him.
4: And then my last point, Keith, uh, I, I just really think that um... – I, I think the Giants aren't as much of a fraud. I just think we have a lot of practice squad guys, you know, going, and, and it's just a lot of injuries, unfortunately. And and I think this team, you know, has the endurance to 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 go all the way. It's just not this year, obviously. But I think there's a lot of hope.
2: Yeah, maybe fraud isn't the best term for a team that we know is not as talented on paper. First-year head coach, clearly in a rebuild. But I think they're fraudulent as a playoff team. But as an all-around like team, what they've done this year, I think Giants fans are proud of, can be proud of. And I honestly think that they're set up for success next year. Thanks for the call, Jared. Uh, I think all eyes for New York football needs to be on 2023, even out there in uh, western New York, too. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Let's break it down, and I'll come right back. Let it rip. Call the fan
1: at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
2: Hello. I'm here. Just got to make sure my headphones are working right. Yo, turn me up in the headphones. I need, I need some more snare in the headphones. I'm just kidding, sus. I'm, I'm joking. That's jokes. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it. Keith McPherson on the fan. Thanks for rocking with me. Thanks for joining me. And this is a quick show tonight, so I thought about what message to deliver. We we've talked enough about Steve Cohen. We know he's the greatest. It's the most wonderful time. I mean, I just like how this guy delivers in December. Talk about Santa Claus. This guy is Santa Claus for Mets fans. You have the best owner in sports. He should be your favorite Met more than Pete Alonso, more than Francisco Lindor. Way more than Jacob deGrom ever was. If I'm a Mets fan, my favorite Met is Mr. Cohen. He does not care. Luxury tax Ha! Boy is rich. Doesn't affect his day. He wants to win. Moneybag Co. and the Make It Happen Mets. Having an offseason. Again. And what I love about it, like I said, you know, delivering in December, what I mean is he's making it happen fast. Congratulations to the Mets. Two-time 2022 and 2023 winter meetings, champs. I don't know, something like that. I know they don't give out rings in December, but if they gave out an award for, like, building the best team, going for free agents, not wasting time scooping up guys, it goes to Steve Cohen and the Mets. So Mets fans, get as excited as you can about the prospects of next season. You can't end up in second place next year. You can't win 101 games and get bounced in the first round next year. The team is better. Even without the power bat, the team is better. DeGrom pitched 11 times last year. Verlander's going to make more starts than that. Verlander and Scherzer together are going to be competing for all-time records and just competing as competitors and former teammates and this being the end of their career. And You had Jose Quintana, and I was just telling... Zoo about Kodai Sanga and uh, Masahiro Tanaka. I was a big Tanaka guy. Like The first year the Yankees signed Tanaka, I remember looking him up and seeing the uh, Golden Eagles. And then there was this, I think, 30-for-30 on the Summer Koshian. Go look that up, Mets fans. Go look up Summer Koshian. I haven't looked up whether Kodai Sanga played in Koshian or not. But I know he played in the World Baseball Classic. They won gold together. Him and Masahiro Tanaka are boys. I'm sure he's learned from him. Like, there's a chance that the Mets are getting the next Masahiro Tanaka or better. So, congrats. Congrats. Now, back to the phones where everybody's talking Jets and Giants. I have come on tonight and proclaimed that neither one of these teams are going to make the playoffs. I have come on tonight and told you that it's better. For them to not make the playoffs. what For what? Why even waste your time? Why even go one and done? You, you don't have it. There are a lot of better teams in the NFL than these two teams in New York. And that's okay. They're ahead of schedule. No one was expecting them to win seven games this year. Neither side. So if they lose out and don't win another game, it is still a good year. And I know what we're going to do here at WFAN. And I, and I said, you know, me being a Cowboys fan, maybe it's, it's easier for me to close the book on it and not spend every week hoping, not spend every week with a guide for who to root for or root against. Every Sunday, I turn on Red Zone, and then they conveniently put the Jets and Giants on at the same time. Luckily, I use Fubo, where you can have three pictures in one, so I'll have Red Zone and I'll have the Jets and Giants game. And when I watch the Jets and Giants games, it's like they're, they're there, but they're not. It's like they're trying, but they can't get to the point where they break through. Or really, something happens that breaks through against them. Like I said, a fumble, a penalty. You know, just stupid stuff where it's like, okay, they're not there yet. And that's okay to admit. And if I'm wrong, I'll come on here and say I'm wrong. But I've got a show at 7 p.m. that'll go till 12. I'm going to say the same things. And then tomorrow I've got a show from 7 p.m. to 12. I'm going to say the same things. It's over. It's a wrap. And that's okay. Look at the rest of the schedule. Look at who else is in the hunt, on the bubble, and look at their schedules. And tell me honestly that you wouldn't bet on the field versus the Jets and Giants. The Jets are currently not in it. The Giants are in it. But the Giants season is going to end on Sunday night football. And the Jets season is, is going to be a, it's a slow ending. It, it sucks, but it's going to be a slow defeat, a slow death. But the, both these teams are dead teams walking. And I'm not saying that to hurt your feelings. I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm always optimistic. I'm always a positive person. But we got to realize, right, they're turning back into a pumpkin. This was not a year with playoff expectations. This was a year with hope and they exceeded the hope. They exceeded the expectations. They did win games. They were in the hunt. I mean, there was a point in time where the, the Giants were 6-1, and 7-2. and two. There was a point in time where the Jets, if they didn't play around with the Zach Wilson stuff as much, because, and this is the last thing I'll say before I get to the call, you knew that Zach Wilson didn't have it. We all knew that he wasn't the guy. But they kept telling us, it's his job. Nope, we're not even considering it. And they knew before anyone else. Why? Because they're in the, in the locker room with him, in the, in the film room with him, and most importantly, they practice with him. They went out to his um, retreat out west, and then in the preseason, it sucks. He went down, so he missed a lot of time. They didn't really get to evaluate him. But even in practice in the regular season, you know, you know, you know. This is the NFL. These are pro football players. They've been around good quarterbacks. They all knew, and that's why they started to turn, right? That's why guys like Denzel Mims in camp was like, I want out of here. Flacco's trash, Mike White is mid, and Zach Wilson is a bust. Moore wanted out of here too. Why? Because he's like, there's nobody here to get me the ball. Elijah Moore is like, okay, yeah, I love Mike White because he's the most equipped to get me the ball, but they can't block for him. This kid now, like, okay, you think you might see a different version of him this week after he got tatted up like he got tatted up this past Sunday? Yeah. And you think the Lions aren't coming in on that same type of energy? They're going to heat him up. And if the Jets' offensive line doesn't get it together in a matter of a week, it's going to be a long day for him Sunday, and then who do you go to? So I'm just telling you, folks, the Jets play the Lions, the Jaguars, and when they play the Jaguars next week, Right before it's a Thursday night game, before we go into Christmas, (laughs) the Jaguars might beat them. And the Jaguars have the quarterback that they should have had. Would they beat the Rams or something like that? (laughs) A stupid win, and then they end up the number two pick, and they have to take Zach Wilson? Nobody told them that they had to take him, but I guess they defaulted into that. Trevor Lawrence was the guy, and now Trevor Lawrence is balling. Trevor Lawrence had a scare last week. Looked like he had a a knee injury, maybe a MCL, ACL. Nope. He's come back, and all of a sudden, he's hitting his receivers. He's hitting his targets. So the Jets are going to get a dose of Doug Peterson's Jaguars in nine days. So I'm just saying, take a look at the schedule. Shout out to Milton, the cowbell man, hit me on Twitter. He said, uh, you just said the Lions are going to beat the Jets. Like, it's going to be easy. Wow. I'm telling you right now when they win this game, I'm calling you and, and Milton, you're the man, uh, the cowboy man beach, bleacher creatures like you can you can call me direct on my cell phone or you can call WFAN and we will have the conversation. The Lions are going to beat them. They're a better team. They're rolling right now. and the Jets have lost back to back close games. You know why I think the Lions are going to beat them? Because even if the Jets' defense is able to stop them, right, because I just said that they scored 30 points, right, the Lions, the Lions' problem is their defense, and it's, it's been all year. But you think the Lions fear Mike White and Bam Knight and Michael Carter? Garrett Wilson maybe, but if, if you hit Mike White, this offensive line, if you go hard on this offensive line, Aiden Hutchinson, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I'm not a hater. I'm just I'm telling you. It's it's a wrap. And that is okay. The New York football teams overachieved. Now we gotta break it down before I go to the call because we're going to the top of the hour. Where are we at? I'll, let's take this call before we go to the top of the hour. One more call. Bruce in Somerset County says the Jets will not be one and done. They won't even be one. They're not gonna get in. <laughs> hey, what's up? How's it going, Bruce? You're on.
3: All right. So real quick, uh, you did say that they lost two games to the two previous games, games they should have won. You're right. They are games they should have won. And they're to two top two of uh, the best teams in the NFL, the Vikings and the Bills. So why do you think if they make the playoffs, they're one and done?
2: I I don't think that they have a good enough offense. I don't think that they have a good enough run game, offensive line, to compete with whoever they would somehow draw in the playoffs. So I guess if they're sneaking in to the playoff picture as the seventh seed, right, the first team will get a bye, which will be, I don't know, we think the Bills, maybe the Chiefs. But, like, you know, Robert Sala comes out and says, we're going to see these guys again, right? Let's say the Chiefs get the one seed and the Bills get the two seed and the Jets end up facing them. I think the Bills beat them a third time. It's just just my thoughts and opinion watching the games and looking at the way things are trending – there's nothing that I've seen from them that makes me think that they're going to roll. That Bears game was was good for morale, but that's the Chicago Bears. Yeah, the, the yeah, play calling, next- the play calling, the turnovers, uh Mike White getting beat up. It's it's a long season and I just I don't look at them as a strong team closing this year out.
3: Yeah, I agree. Next season's definitely going to be a better one for us with uh, ATV coming back and Brees Hall coming back.
2: back. You'll have another draft with with Douglas and Salah and these guys. These rookies will be another year better. Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Bam Knight. And, I mean, who knows who they might get at quarterback. Mike White is good for right now but they could do better. Bruce, thanks for the call. Now we have to break it down. Keith McPherson on the fan till 2, so that means I've got less than an hour left. Now, let's go to break, and I'll be right back.